Welcome to High Hill Pistachio, where visionaries gather to get inspired, learn new tools, and get a mental break that's still productive. Let your body chillax, but keep those ears on max. Why, hello, dreamers, and welcome to another episode of High Hill Pistachio. I'm your host, Bria, whose main goal in Monopoly is to land in jail to avoid conflict. And today we're joined by an intelligent, funny, and caring man we can all learn a lot from. We've got Charles in the house. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to hey. the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Bria. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm very excited. Go ahead. I know that we're in this, you know, if, uh, if, if we were in your, you know, your, your studio, your multi-million dollar studio, I know that you would, uh, <laughs> I would, would have been had, you know, had some, some beverages or something in the green room. But since we're in this lockdown, uh, I've got some, 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 some uh, peanuts and water. So thank you so much for uh, uh, sending those over to me. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm a very accommodating and rich host, obviously. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So we like to start the show off with a fun type of question, just to loosen up, have some fun. So are you ready for your question? I am ready. Okay. If you were given the safe opportunity to travel into space, would you accept why or why not? Hmm. Wow. S safe opportunity to travel in space. Yes. NASA is knocking on your door and they're like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you've said that because uh, just the other day uh, I found myself watching a space shuttle launch and landing and I was totally amazed by number one the size of the space shuttle which dwarfs a regular airplane but number two you know these large canisters of fuel that actually get it to orbit and then the space shuttle takes it from there i'm like that's absolutely positively amazing now uh it was amazing and then they navigate somehow to the space station and drop off the uh the grocery items and then they return <laughs> but one thing i was fascinated i was a little um kind of taken back by is that the space shuttle when it left it was pristine it was clean and the whites were whites so the grays were gray when it landed it looked like it went through a um uh kind of a uh, a dirt storm and i i thought about that i was like wow what's that stuff that it collected as it traveled through, through space so long story short because it did not come back in the um the same way that it left I would have to tell NASA um, I'm going to opt out however I will watch it I will watch it um, on YouTube <laughs> oh my god you're gonna tell NASA no yes and the re here's the reason why so I'm actually a scaredy cat. I, you know, you see me, oh, this big tough guy, but I am a kitten inside. <laughs> so the idea of going in space, anything can happen. <laughs> you know, what's going on? You know, I would be nervous. Are we going to the space station? When will we return? Uh, where's the oxygen? How's the oxygen made? You know, there's a lot of questions that they probably would say, okay, Charles, well, um, you know, we've answered 175 of your questions. And, 
maybe we will get back in contact with you um, when 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 there's a better time for us to maybe go to go to Florida, go to California. I mean, I'm up for call. <laughs> I'm up for Florida. Well, not now. <laughs> I'm up for Florida, California. I'm gonna have to say no. So sorry for dragging that out a little bit, but yeah, I'm gonna pass. I'm very surprised. This would be like the ultimate bragging rights. You could slide it into any conversation. Be like, yeah, but I went to space, so. This is this is absolutely positively true. But, <laughs> you know, I would have to somehow knock myself out completely, not know that I was heading into space in order for me to get there. Because I would be, they would say, don't touch that sit okay. down <laughs> are we turning back now they doing? would be yelling and pouting oh, they would just have to abort the mission and, and, and we would have to just ab abort the mission didn't even break the ozone layer <laughs> no, <laughs> no but i know your viewers and your listeners probably would love to uh, love to attend and uh, certainly i would love to watch it on youtube or any humor or any of the other uh, stations that are out there. If any NASA officials are listening right now, you're missing an opportunity. <laughs> Don't call Charles. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they call you instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll we'll pass we'll pass on that one. Okay, I I appreciate that answer and for explaining why I do understand. <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> so with almost every conversation we have, like the one we just did, I find even more interesting things about you and the life you've lived so far, which is fantastic. So to kick things off, it would be awesome if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and then let us in on what your amazing passion is. Sure. Well, my name is Charles, as you know, and um, I've lived in New York City you know, all of my adult life. And uh, about two years ago, relocated to Minnesota. Um, you know, I've been in the corporate world and the finance world and um, have um, prided myself to work really, really hard there in New York City. And, you know, I've learned a lot just by uh, being in that environment. And, you know, I, I love New York. You know, New York is where my heart is. But I just, you know, it comes to a point in, in, in our life where we need a change. And the change is uh, more than just changing an outfit or changing, you know, something that we eat or a new diet or a new fad. It's just we need a, we need a total change of environment. And that was really it for me. So as you know, Minnesota is very different from, from, from New York. And it has been a complete change for me in a lot of, a lot of positive ways. Um, first thing that I've done before coming out in Minnesota is found a great uh, 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 spiritual home where I um, were able to come out, visit, and to, to kind of say, hey, this is where, you know, that area of my life, the spiritual area of my life will um, be fed. Uh, secondly, is I was working at a FedEx office as a manager and, you know, FedEx is such a, such a good company. Um, that um, I was able to, you know, kind of transfer management from one uh, location in New York City to here uh, in Minnesota. 
And so um, that's kind of me in the story. You know, Charles lived in New York all of his life, um, you know, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, you know, kind of have that New York accent. One of the things that they laugh about is that I say coffee. <laughs> and uh, here I think it's coffee or something of that nature. And that They remind me, the Minnesotans, Minnesotans, they remind me that it's not coffee or they kind of chuckle at me, which is, <laughs> I find funny too, because I thought I was saying it in New York. I thought I was saying it correct. But um, um, anyways, I am. Thank you. So anyways, that's Charles. That would be me. I mean, there's other aspects of myself, but it would be someone who is a business professional, you know, someone that's been in management, someone that has been in New York all of their life. And really, I think the most important thing to share with people is, you know, the um, aspect of my life now is that I'm in Minnesota. And, you know, Minnesota, I've been here for two years and it has um, really been awesome. You know, even, you know, even the colder times where it's cold, it's just a you know, very quiet, nice spot. And I, I like to tell people back east is that it's kind of a uh, hidden paradise where um, there's just good, hardworking people that I find here in, in Minnesota. And um, that's a little bit about me. So my passion. So my passion really is to, uh, you know, so my passion really stems from my two God-given abilities. I have the ability to motivate and influence anyone. And, you know, where that kind of springs into the passion is that I believe that there's nothing that an individual human being can't do. Um, and, you know, so many times we come across um, someone who, because of their situation or their circumstance, um, they feel that they can't become more of, or they feel that their life is is uh, at a standstill and can't move forward. And I believe my passion is really to inspire people to become their absolute positive best. Um, and I certainly um, believe that. Um, and I think that over the last you know number and number of years that um, it's ingrained to me that you can do anything that you put your mind to. There's some limitations to it, um, but you can do anything that you can put your mind to. So I love to, um, to just see people that, or, or just work with people that I have an opportunity that their life is changing in a monumental way. And, you know, if anyone knows me, I'm a very humble person. I like to stay in the background, but you know, my uh, addiction would be to people's lives changed. You know, I, I somehow had, had took, taken part in that where that person is soaring and they can be, and there's a level of confidence and um, just, you know, whether it's financial or whether it's um, professional, whether it's just who they are, you know, uh, there's a scripture in the Bible, um, you know, uh, and it says, um, uh, you know, who told you that? You know, who told you could, you, you can eat from the tree of garden, you know, eat from the tree? And I'm paraphrasing there. And I just, I just, my passion is, you know, people, they'll say, well, you know, you know, I, I've, you know, because of this, that, or a certain label, I can only achieve this. I say, who, who told you that? Like, what did yes, you, you know, who told you, you that? that? Who told you that? Oh my goodness gracious. So yeah. Um, 
that's my passion, helping people and getting them out of where they are to where they can be. I mean, life is just so, so good. And, you know, it's what we make of it. That's absolutely incredible. And I love how selfless that is. And if more people kind of thought like that, we could all help each other out a lot more. Most definitely. And there are a lot of people, you know, like yourself, who are selfless and looking to give uh, to people. And we, we have gifts that we can give that come in many different forms. And there's no gift that's more special than another. Um, once we um, identify what that gift is, then, um, you know, what I say to people is that um, it's a fine tune. And then something else about myself is that I've read probably over a thousand books. Typically, I'll read a book a week. And so I realized that anything that anyone wants to do is within a book. It's somewhere. It's already been done. So, um, you know, one book that I'll reference now is um, called Strength Finders by Timothy Rath. So it's Strength Finders by mm -hmm. Timothy Rath. And just to let you know, I didn't have any endorsements mm -hmm. from Mr. Rath or his book. But it talks about finding what your strength is, which is very different than, um, you know, 30, 40 years ago where, you found that one thing that you were good at and you worked it and you worked it. And then that was either going to give you success or no success based on what you identified success to be. And Timothy Rapps or the, the, the thought behind strength finder is that um, you want to identify specifically one or two areas or, um, traits that you have and use that to open the door for you so you know i also you know typically reference a book with anything that i'm trying to do because it just allows me to get there a little bit faster especially if we've got some experienced individuals that has done it before yeah that that's great and i love that so many books have helped you kind of get on the path and the mindset that you're in right now because I don't know, I guess sometimes when people think of books, they might just think of like fiction books, but there are a lot of different types of books out there that, well, even fiction books can help you in ways too. Yes, of course. And I understand that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that um, you are uh, pursuing uh, perhaps a career in the uh, librarian field. And, you know, again, you know, just being able to help people with any area that we're in or we're looking to go into, um, it's just so special. And, and to be honest, Bria, it's, it doesn't have to be anything big. You know, we always right. look for the, you know, I, I, you know, I helped, you know, I gave $10 million to this cause and my name is, you know, up on this, you know, uh, this side of this building. Oh, it could be a smile. It could be encouraging someone. And we just need so much more of that, um, especially now what we're going through with uh, this, uh, uh, the times that we're in now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Especially, like, even just giving a, a compliment or a smile, like you said, you don't know how far that will go in somebody's day. I agree. I totally agree with you. <laughs> Well, thank you for sharing that with us. And I'm really excited and glad we're talking about this topic, especially during this time. 
So we could always use knowledge and new perspectives on how to help each other and ourselves. So with that, um, was there a mentor or someone you looked up to in your life that you feel brought you along to this path of your passion? That's a great question. And I'm asked that a lot, you know, who is the person that you would, you know, um, that has allowed you to um, get to where you need to get to. And I think there's several people um, that has done that, you know, certainly, you know, one's mom and dad has certainly played a critical role in, um, you know, different areas of one's life in my life. Um, and, you know, without them, I would not be here. Uh, you know, but when I think about, you know, passion, and I think about, you know, helping people, um, there's actually three people that stands out. And again, I wanted to just say mom and dad and just so many other names that I, you know, would go on for hours naming um, if I was to just start naming people. But there's three distinct people. Um, number one would be, um, I've had a pastor uh, for many, many, many years, um, pretty much known as uh, just a, a, what we would call someone as a man of prayer. You know, he was always in prayer and always, you know, praying for those and praying for others. And by me, you know, being under his tutelage and, um, you know, has really taught me the power of prayer, the power of communicating with God. Um, the second person would be um, uh, another pastor, which um, was in a, I, you know, later on I was in a, a church that had probably 30,000 members, oh very God. large church in, yeah, in New York City. And um, he, 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 he basically um, was very intellectual. Um, you know, the campus was awesome. It was huge. It was awesome. And, um, you know, he's, you know, someone that um, at one point in time, you know, was looking at running for mayor. And, you know, he, you know, um, knows several presidential candidates and were on their staff. And, and many different ways, just a really, really great down, grounded person. And for me, that really, you know, kind of sparked in my mind that, you know, um, you know, we could, um, there's kind of a higher level that we want to take this to. So, you know, how those two individuals helped me was that, um, number one is I could, you know, um, interact with individuals that um, may want that one-on-one -on -one kind of consultation or encourage those folks. But also I realized that there's people in, you know, um, the Senate or uh, uh, House of Representatives or uh, kings and queens and presidents and prime ministers that um, because of their background, um, you have to approach them a different way. And so I realized with that second individual that, hey, you know, you know, wow, this, you know, there's, there's two ways you can do this, but it's, it's, it's ultimately the same goal. And then the third person really was the pastor um, that uh, I am uh, sitting under now uh, with is um, in Minnesota, which I think is um, a very unique church, Passion Church, because to me, he, he combines both of those individuals where he realizes that there's a bridge from the praying part or uh, praying being a metaphor to really just kind of waiting. But he also, to me, there's a bridge to the part of um, excellence and 
um, right now faith and um, we can do it and we can aspire. So again, um, that individual is, um, his name is Pastor Jonathan Brozozog uh, of Passion Church in you know, um, certainly someone who inspires me, someone who is intellectual, someone who understands the power of prayer, uh, and someone who is just an overall uh, awesome person in this in this time. Yeah, Pastor Johnson is awesome, super inspiring. Really happy that you had those three people and your mom and dad and whoever else that you might not have named in your life to bring you onto this path because most importantly we need people in our lives and connections and relationships you're absolutely positively right so do you remember when you really felt like yeah this is my passion and this is what i'm being called for that's, that's a great question. Um, so it, it kind of, it kind of snuck up on me. And what I mean by that is that, you know, at, you know, and, you know, at a, at a younger age, you know, people would say to you, Hey, this is what you can do. I see you doing this. And, you know, the picture that you had for yourself, uh, perhaps is not, um, doesn't match what they're saying. And I think that as I, you know, you know, there wasn't a particular time where I said, oh, this is my passion to be able to just help people or my passion to encourage people or my passion to motivate people. You know, I think it just became a part of, you know, working in various environments where there was more negative than positive. You know, there was more um, you know, let's go ahead and have you to redo that report versus this is a, this, this is a very interesting report. Um, is it possible to add in um, a little bit about this or, you know, working in corporate America, you know, um, where everything was you know, about what's the next move and the next play and people were casualties. And I think that it just, I decided that I didn't want to be a part of that club. Um, and so to answer to your question is that I think, you know, it wasn't a time where I, I got an aha moment, but it was just, there's a lot of, you know, people are just getting, um, you know, just not getting anything positive uh, said to them, you know, while they're working or while they're doing something and, you know, they're trying their best. And so you know, I just began to look for those little opportunities to say, hey, you know, um, you know, here's the positive side of it. You can do it. You know, interesting story. There was a young lady who um, I was when I was an assistant manager and she was an AM2. We were in the same um, assistant manager class. And, you know, she never seen herself as becoming a manager of the store. And I would tell her, you know what, you got it. You know, and, you know, I remember years and years ago. And in fact, um, uh, I actually talk with her maybe once every six months where uh, she's actually in Florida and she has her own store. And uh, oh, wow. because I have, yeah, it's just amazing that, you know, this person who sat there and didn't think that they could like run a store is like running a store, 
you know, and when you're talking about running a store, you know, you you're overseeing, you know, probably a hundred, a minimum of a hundred thousand dollars, whether it's payroll, whether supplies, you know, minimum of a hundred thousand dollars, and it can go much higher than that. And uh, I remember um, uh, Grizel. Oh, I said her name. If you if you're listening, Grizel, shout out to you. But I remember Grizel um, back at one of the most profitable stores in New York City. And, um, you know, she's a very quiet young lady. And, you know, and I was just saying to her, hey, if you're in the AM class, you can make it. You know, you can do it. And she was like, no, no. I was like, you got it. You're the next one around. And long story short, um, one year when I contacted her, because uh, her birthday had came up, but I said, happy birthday. And then she was like, guess what? I'm in Florida. And that was her dream to go to Florida. And uh, she was in Florida. She had an all center. And I was like, amazing. And she still has her own center today. Wow. And, it was, you know, there was no compensation. I didn't have an ulterior motive or anything. But again, I go back to what I said earlier. That's my addiction is, wow, like she did it. Like I was a part of that. You know, you can do it. I mean, to me, that's the best feeling in the world. I mean, that's, that's to me, that's priceless. Yeah, that really is a whole other rush of adrenaline on its own. I agree. So shall we let that knowledge soak in and take a quick break? Sounds good to me. Alrighty, we will be right back. Back, ready for more wisdom and realizations. Yeah. So in life, we can all have seasons where it's hard to stay focused and motivated. And I think a vast majority of the world is experiencing that right now on some level. So how do you personally keep your focus and positivity to just keep on keeping on and checking those boxes? Yeah, great question. I think that in a time like this, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people who are uh, experiencing some um, unpleasantness in one way or the other, um, whether it is, you know, loss of a job or uh, illness or uh, anxiety or fear or fear of what the future will hold. And, you know, the first thing is, that I do is I, I realize that these are real things. You know, these are not imaginary things that, you know, um, that are happening. These are real things that are affecting real people. And, you know, um, everyone is going to uh, react differently. So number one, real things that are affecting real people. Number two is that people are gonna react differently. So, you know, I may have a conversation with person A about, you know, let's say the times is happening now, and they could be, you know, very half glass full. Um, and, you know, I can turn around and have a conversation with someone about the very same topic. And they can be very glass half empty. And so one of the things that I am doing to keep the boxes checked is checked is realize that, um, you know, all all interpretation um, that's respectful of um, human life is is okay. Um, so the first thing is is that you know um, not for me not to look for one group that is going to support my theory or one group is going to support how I feel. I look for a diverse group, um, and I say to myself, everyone has a say. Everyone. Um, can express their opinion and everyone has a has a place so that's one checkbox is done uh the second checkbox is that you know 
during this time, we all go through, uh, you know, a down period where there's too much information coming in about what's happening into society and it's overwhelming. You know, at that particular time, what I do is I will check out, not check out mentally, but I'll just kind of quiet myself and kind of get to myself. And that's very helpful because, you know, with all of the information overload that's coming in and, you know, and it's certainly if you're a person that looks to help individuals, you know, you, you, you kind of are looked at as the, the goal person of how can we do this? How can we do that? And um, sometimes it's okay just to um, turn the TV off, turn the phone off and, you know, turn information off. And even at times, just kind of um, get by yourself and realize that, you know, check in with folks and say, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, return, but I kind of need this time to kind of get back to center. You know, so that third part really would be is, you know, getting into center. You know, how do, you know, how I get to center is very different than how someone else will get to center. And um, the most important thing is to, to know thyself, to love thyself, and also know how you individually get to center. Because if you don't get back to your center, which is the balance, you can't help anybody. Uh, and, uh, you know, so you can't help anybody. And then I think finally is the level of confidence of, you know, um, you know, that, you know, you know, this is going to be okay. You know, this is, you know, this is, you know, we, we you know, we've seen maybe not this situation, but we've seen similar situations in this country and around the world. And, you know, perhaps I wasn't born, but, or perhaps I was, you know, um, but we're going to get through this, you know, and we're going to, we're going to make it happen. And you know what, there's going to be some good times. There's going to be some bad times. There's going to be some happy times. There's going to be some sad times, but we're going to get through this. And the only thing that's going to uh, allow us to get through this is to, to have hope, um, to, um, to center yourself. It's like every, everything that we operate at some point in time, even our device, our, you know, the iPhone or the Android, is constantly uh, sort of bringing itself back to a specific state when it goes out of, you know, a, a state or our car regulates itself. Everything that we use, it just brings it back to balance. And we've kind of realized that we're probably one of the most um, sophisticated pieces of equipment there is. I mean, think about it. You've got a heart that beats that doesn't have a battery. It is constantly adjusting. Your temperature is constantly adjusting. Your pressure is constantly adjusting. We're talking about hundreds of times throughout the day. And who are we that we're going to go through life without getting back to center? And I think that that is just so key. And center is just a word for balance. And when one finds what that is, that gives them balance, um, that they, they use that. Because balance is rest. And if we rest and get back to balance, we can help so many more people and have so much more passion in our life. And I just find that, you know, just finding out what is your balance and, and be um, unapologetic of what that is. Because if you don't find your balance, you will be operating um, like a car that has a check engine light on for years and years and years. And eventually that uh, car is going to conk out. So that would be the last part. Just find your balance, whatever it is, and be confident 
and your balance. And those would be kind of like the check boxes that I would use for uh, the times we're in now and just in general. Right. I really liked that analogy you used while you were saying it. I was like, yes, yes, that is so true. And it's true, especially being unapologetic about what your balance is and what your center is, because only you live inside your head and you know what you need in order to feel okay again. I agree 100%. <laughs> so for visionaries listening right now that they're either kind of finding themselves in a time of hardship or they could utilize these uh, tools or advice in the future, do you have any advice for those trying to tackle a rough season of life currently? Awesome. Yes. Um, number one, even though that there's a reality to, this, reality to the season, don't give it power. Many times when we go into a, we choose to go into a dark space or to um, fold up like a, 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 a baby uh, in a ball, frightened. Um, and what that does is that gives power to that situation. And although by, you know, being happy all the time where things are not right is not the answer, um, what, I, what I will say is that um, we choose what every day is going to be. So if someone is going through a season that is not um, um, their best season, um, choose to what you're going to do in little steps um, to get out of the season. Uh, there's a book, and the author's name is, uh, slips my mind, but it's called The Slight Edge. And the book talks about small steps to uh, great things. And so, in short, I would ask the visionary or the person to say, what step have you taken today that has getting you one step closer to what success or what joy or what um, happiness, how you define it would be. And, you know, again, what I'm looking for is that, you know, I've taken a step and I've taken a step back. That's the right direction. The direction we don't want to go into is that I've taken a step back yesterday. Tomorrow I'm going to take another step back. And the next day I'm taking another step back because I, I believe that my steps are things that are tangible that has to change. Steps are not tangible that has to change. Steps are mental. You first have to believe it in your mind before you actually do it. Some of the people, some of the individuals and some of our greatest uh, inventors or uh, our um, uh, uh, the philosophers in there, it's all in the mind. And the wonderful thing about the mind is that the body can be captive, but the mind is free. So to all of those that are out there that are looking to get out of the rut, um, it doesn't take money. It doesn't take the person coming back into your life. It doesn't take the new job. It doesn't take that business being open. It takes that mental step forward that little toe taking a step forward. Because as we know, one step forward is closer to your destiny and what you're looking to do. And if you can just take one step forward, that is, that is the greatest thing that you can do for that day. 
but don't keep taking steps back. And also realize that there is tangible or physical and there's mental. Mental, let's move it forward. Could be one positive thing. Well, if you can't think of something positive, read something positive, watch something positive, but don't stay curled up in that little ball. And, you know, don't say, woe is me. Um, you know, I, I believe it's a time that we, we all um, go through where we're not feeling it, but guess what? You know, just as our parents have told us that we've known, um, you know, when we get on that bike and we pedal and we fall, get up, dust yourself off and get back. Yeah, that is, that's an amazing thing to try to like remind yourself every day and soon it will just become natural. You'll remind yourself, am I taking the next step forward or am I taking a step back? That was beautiful. Thank you. And I, if I would add to that, it's just so many times I go back to, who, who told you that? Like, who told you? Like, we have these limiting beliefs within ourselves that limits us from life. And most of the time, it's not physical or tangible things that can't be done. It's in our mind. Mm -hmm. So we've got to kill that thing in our mind that is limiting us. And most times, if you, if you talk with a psychologist or, or anyone, you know, a therapist, the best therapist in the world realize that they don't tell you anything, but they ask the right questions because the answer is inside of you. They may lead you to taking those steps, but it's really not uh, something that is so mind-blowing that it's like, oh my goodness. Usually that comes through self-discovery. And those are things that we can do for ourselves. And guess what? It doesn't have to be a big leap. Just take one teeny step for, for today and you're, you're down on your way to mastery. Yes. I, I, I think there are people who really needed to hear that. That's really good. Wow. Thank you so much for all of that amazing insight. That's extremely valuable and uplifting. And speaking of uplifting, we've reached my favorite part of the show. So beforehand, I ask our guests if they can prepare a quote to share with us that's inspirational to them. And I just love hearing these unique quotes and the stories behind them. So if you're ready, I would love to hear your quote. Yeah. And, you know, thank you so much about, you know, first of all, Bria inviting me to the show. I think that it's, Aww. you know, awesome that you are, um, uh, you're a vessel that is uh, looking to, you know, give um, of yourself to individuals and to the world to make this a, a better place as they say for you, for me, and for all of us. So um, hats off and woohoo, congratulations <laughs> Thank uh, you. to you and, you know, what you're doing. Um, so I thought hard about the, um, the quote in, um, you know, there's certainly many different quotes out there that um, are fitting or that uh, will motivate people. But one thing that kept coming to my mind is a slogan. And it's something that 
we hear probably all the time, or not all the time, a lot. And I think it's very fitting for uh, motivating people. And that slogan is by Nike. And that is just do it. I knew you were, right when you said slogan, I was like, it's going to be Nike, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Just, that's it, Bria, and to the audience. Just do it. Let's stop writing these, you know, business plans that are 500 pages and just do it. Just and with technology um, out there with a Zoom or texting email, just do it. That's fantastic. Short, simple, to the point, and powerful. Shout out to Nike. Just do it. Well, Charles, thank you so much again for coming on and sharing such profound and very useful wisdom and information with us. It's like a boost of rejuvenation. Ah, thank you so much. And thank you, Bria, for, for uh, this, uh, uh, this vehicle that uh, you have created to touch so many lives and to help so many awesome. people. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That is what I love to do. And for all you dreamers listening, I hope you know how valuable you are. And whether you realize it or not, you've touched lives. And that is amazing. I'll see you pistachios next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in during your busy schedule. We have new episodes every Friday. Our jiving theme song is by the all wonderful and talented Luke Daniels. I hope you've learned some great new insight and you're feeling confident and motivated in your dreams and passions. Let today be the step you've been thinking about taking. You're amazing.